Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. The old saying, they love to say this. Our friends from Texas love to say everything is bigger in Texas, and especially the soap opera. And again, this is this has nothing to do with Jerry Jones, the National Anthem, and the Cowboys. It does have a lot to do with Jerry Jones, though, and one of our favorite nemesis, someone we've had a great time talking about over the years. That's my quarterback, Terrell Owens. T.O., who's about to be enshrined into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, except he is not going to be there. And if you missed this, if, if you were not paying attention today, uh, maybe you were sleeping or doing other stuff. You might have missed it. Uh, this is great. Now, it started out innocently enough. Jerry Jones was asked his opinion of T.O. skipping the gold jacket party. And the thing about Jerry Jones is he is going to answer any question that he's asked. He will not dodge. I give him credit. He does not dodge questions typically. He gives an answer. And so let's listen to the Cowboys owner and GM, Jerry Jones, there addressing the controversy involving his former receiver, T.O. Had he asked my advice, or had I been compelled to, I would have shared with him that this is a mistake. You, for your own reasons, but more importantly, because of fans, you should participate. I didn't give him that advice, and consequently, uh, uh, you, you see where he's going, but uh, he is making a mistake, but uh, that's his decision. Terrell, as you know, has a mind of his own. All right, so uh, I think everyone has a mind of their own, right? I mean, there are robots, but uh, I think everyone pretty much has a mind of their own. All right, so so there's a lot there. And the key parts of it, let's focus in on the key parts. The key parts, Jerry Jones said that Owens is, quote, making a mistake. He said that a couple of times, a version of that a couple of times, by not going to Canton to participate in the Pro Football Hall of Fame ceremony. He then added that Owens should at least do it for the fans. But knows T.O. has, as you heard there at the end, a mind of his own. All right, so how did T.O. handle this? How do you think T.O. handled that? <laughs> Kaboom goes T.O. That's right. T.O., once he got, once he found out about it, the soon-to-be maybe Canadian League receiver was not too pleased. Uh, in fact, you could say that T.O. weaponized 
uh, that he became offensive. He got on the offensive here, and here's what he said. He said, quote, Jerry made a mistake of releasing me after listening to others when I produced, gave my all, he wrote that in all caps, sacrificed my health for the team, but who am I, T.O. wrote. But hey, I thought Jerry had a mind of his own too. Go figure. I like that. Uh, what am I doing? What I'm doing is for the fans, he said. This is for you. All right. He used a bunch of hashtags too. All right, so let's talk about this. Now, the question, here's the way we're going to frame it. Uh, whose side are you on? This is a battle of egos. You got a he said, he said situation. The initial salvo from Jerry Jones and the response from Tio. Now, this is close. I'm going to go first here. This is close. I am going to stand in lockstep with Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens and me, side by side. I'm going to tell you why. All right, now my perspective on this, you've got disingenuous, wounded, and admonished. Right? All of those things, we will link them, we'll link them together here for you. Now, A, Jerry Jones was attempting to go by the book. Right? He was just in. I remember last year, the class of 2017 for the Pro Football Hall of Fame was Jerry Jones' year, this special fraternity of football. And Jerry Jones got in there. So, in his head, he is protecting the institution of the Hall of Fame. And of course, Jerry always has to play to the cameras because that's the beauty of Jerry Jones. And the part where Jerry Jones said, Terrell Owens should have gone to the Hall of Fame for the fans is a cheap shot. As someone, I forget who I worked, I used to work with this person back in the day, he takes a lot of days off, but as someone I used to work with back in the day would say, uh, for the fans is a cousin of for the children. Do it for the children. You Like politicians always say, I'm doing it for the children. When you put the children card out there, you can pretty much attempt to get away with anything. I, for the children, or in this case, for the fans. Disingenuous. It's disingenuous, and I'll tell you why, right? This is not about the fans. The Pro Football Hall of Fame charges a lot of money. This is a big bucks operation. And by the way, I went and looked. The enshrinement, which is just days away here, the enshrinement is already sold out. So clearly the fans are showing up. And on the secondary market, if you wanted to go, if you wanted to buy a, a, a ticket, they, they're – Anywhere in the the range of over $100, $175. Some places they were even more than that. You also have to pay for preferred parking and and other things. Get your popcorn ready. Well, T.O. will not be serving popcorn. And here's the other thing that, you know, the the fan card, the reason it's disingenuous is because T.O., if you're a T.O. sycophant, you love T.O., instead of going to Ohio, you redirect the plane to Chattanooga. They have an airport, not a big one. They have an airport in Chattanooga. That's where T.O. is going to be. He's going to have his own presentation and his own to-do in Chattanooga where he played college football. Problem solved. And let me point out, from a fan perspective, you got to pay for the travel, but Owens, that event, I looked that up also, it's free and open to the unwashed public. You don't have to spend 175 bucks to get into that. And it's only about T.O., right? That's actually more fan-friendly. There's no one else that's going to be mentioned other than than, than Terrell Owens. Uh, So if you like him and you only like him, that's the place to go. And B, as far as uh, T.O. being concerned or should he be concerned with with this, he is living up to his reputation. He's living up to his legend. I I don't have a problem with it. The, The man dominated the NFL uh, back in the day, and he's always been preoccupied with his own feelings, his own interests, his own situation, which many people are like that. He's not Trade like a, me, release me, yeah. get rid of me. That's right. I mean, we, we hung out one year, years ago, back, me and T.O., back when he was on purgatory from the Philadelphia Eagles before he ended up with the Cowboys. Spent, uh, spent a night together there at uh, Staples Center uh, watching the Clippers play. So we have a bond. Well, we, we go back many, many years. And, and it's obvious that the tone of these comments by Terrell Owens is that he was hurt, right? He, he was stung. He wanted to stay with the Cowboys. He loved everything that goes with being a Cowboy. And he was unceremoniously kicked to the curb. Of course, also, he was 35 years old. 
And the assumption was he's not going to be that good. He actually was pretty good the year after he left the Cowboys. And then after that, but he was in Buffalo, and he was in Cincinnati, and then he finally left the NFL. He, he was thinking he was going to get the cake and the balloons. He didn't get the cake and the balloons. I'm a Cowboy for life. No, you're not. Uh, instead, he was handed a uh, he was handed a, a Bills jersey, which is like uh, demeaning, and then a Bengals uh, jersey and a helmet, which is humiliating. Uh, and he had that. All right, now the parting shot on this here: uh, the football world is very crotchety. If you paid attention to any of this, the football world very crotchety because they have either already been welcome to the Pro Football Hall of Fame or they want to be invited down the line to this event. They would like to be part of this club. And to me, it's as simple as that. And so they have almost all, in in unison, admonished Owens for his behavior. Is this the end of the world because number 81 back in the day for the Cowboys and the Niners and all these teams isn't going to go? Of course not. The Hall of Fame's freaking out because they're worried, well, it's going to happen. You know, many people are going to do this. No, they're not. This is a unique situation for Terrell Owens. It is. And it's also his decision. He's got to deal with the fallout. And you know, did he expect everyone to throw rose petals in front of him and, and celebrate him and say, that a boy, good job by you? You know, you got to deal with the fallout. You make a decision in life, you got to deal with the, the ramifications of that decision. It doesn't really matter whether one gives a speech in, in land in Tennessee or land in Ohio. I mean, T.O. has been wonderful, just great for business. I've been doing radio a long time, and the tantrums and the dramatic outbursts by T.O. have been great. I mean, in, in the, the spectrum of sports radio here, he is a first ballot Hall of Famer, not even close. All right, so the Ben Mather Show on Fox, it was also – a move which came down within the last couple hours, the state-run NFL Network reporting that the Atlanta Falcons locked up in a high-stakes game of chicken with Julio Jones. Who blinked first? Would it be Julio Jones or would it be the Atlanta Falcons? And the answer is reveal answers. you got to reveal answers. The answer is Julio Jones. He, he won, I should say. The Falcons blinked, and Julio Jones is the winner uh, because the Falcons agreeing to a revised contract that adjusts Julio Jones' salary. I think we can all sleep easier. We can all rest easier. Work's going to go by quicker tonight on the third shift because Julio Jones is getting more money. We don't know all the details. I'm sure that will come out. It's probably out there now. I haven't found it yet, though, but this is a supposedly a cap-neutral deal, according to the State-run NFL media, so it's not going to affect the Falcons' salary cap. But a couple of real quick random thoughts on this. A, clearly a win for Julio Jones. And he had, I believe, three years left on his contract in Atlanta. This is not standard protocol. When you have three years left on a contract to get an enhancement, it doesn't typically happen. And B, is this going to change the fortunes of the Atlanta Falcons? Are they going to win two more games this year because Julio Jones reported to an extra day of training camp as opposed to missing you know, a week or two weeks or something like that? Of course not. Right? This is not going to change their fate in any way. I mean, Julio Jones, I assume, will be in a better mood. That's great. Congratulations. And the, the last thing here, this I would think, if anything, it has a – Good outcome for the players. This is inspirational for other players who also have many years left on their contract. If they would like to get a pile of moolah, uh, they can do it. There is an avenue to do that, and you can use Julio Jones as an example. All right, is the, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia's right Right over there. And Eddie's actually been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's made the A couple of times, yeah. Twice you've been. I didn't realize. I thought yeah. you were only there once. No, no. I know the Thomason one when you – that was last year, right? It was when uh, Jerry Jones had his party and you went to the other party. Well, I wasn't invited to Jerry Jones' party. But you could have crashed I, it. We I was determined... invited to Ladanian Tomlinson's party. My wife was actually invited. I went along with her. We determined that you likely could have crashed Jerry Jones' party. You have to wait till it starts, and then you kind of go in when it's already going. I doubt that. 
I doubt that. I think they had some uh, pretty good security there for that. It's my guess, but I didn't even know what was going on. I was at the yeah. same place. I mean, there's not a lot of places in Canton, Ohio, They're not to have a huge shindig. It was at a, a golf course, a country club. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. How I'm, many I'm country, missed out? How many country clubs are in Canton, Ohio? Uh, probably one. One. I, I don't know that. You do just not a know guess. That. I'm gonna go two. I'm gonna go two country clubs. One private, one public. Well, if you, if you think about it, um, perhaps because the Pro Football Hall of Fame is there and they have those big parties once a year, maybe they, uh, maybe they do have two. You've got to pay bills, though. Can you really pay your bills all year for one shindig a well, year? Well, if, if Jerry Jones comes every, every year, maybe. Maybe so. Well, he's, I think he's coming back. No, well, I think it depends on the Cowboys. Uh, well, see, the, the argument, and that of the conspiracy theory, the Internet conspiracy theory, this comes from the dark web, is that and we, you brought this up the other day. It's been going around that that T.O. didn't want to go to the Hall of Fame because he doesn't have any money and he didn't want to throw a party because he couldn't have a party, a real party. He would have like bought some pizzas from Chuck E. Cheese or something like that and had you know a clown show up or something like that. He didn't have any money. So if that was the case, then Jerry Jones could have done him a good one and and, and given him some money. Jerry's got plenty of money. He could have paid for the thing if he wanted to. And then then if that was the case, if that conspiracy was accurate, then T.O. could have shown up. And then that would have been fine. It's possible, I guess. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. Jerry's maybe Jerry's worried about his Papa John's money or something. I don't know. Oh yeah, he's got that. He's got that pizza money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't have been Chuck E. Cheese. It would have been Papa John's. That's, that's right. That's right. He would have been definitely Papa John's. All right, we'll take your phone calls if you would like to be part. The number eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. I got a lot of emails from people who are curious about our. Minor league baseball oh, appearance. Now, good. I don't have a lot of answers though, Eddie. People are like, "Are we going to be in a certain section?" I don't have the. An- I-, I guess I should. Do we get a suite? Do we get a suite? There are no. Well, I shouldn't say that. I, <laughs> well, I doubt that there are suites. Uh, yeah, probably. Roberto. Yeah, uh, maybe like not. a tent area, something like that. Probably. Yeah. I've not been to this stadium. I-, the- I looked online. It looks looks pretty nice. It, it looks, looks good. It looks better than the last ballpark we were well. at. The little league field down the, down the street from my house looks better that, than the may or may not be true in, in, in Bakersfield. So, uh, yeah. So I, I don't have all the answers, but I, I assume you know it's, I've been to plenty of these minor league games over the years. It's pretty laid back. I mean, yeah. we can kind of maybe take over a section or something like that. I think they have a standing room only thing. So, uh, of course, I expect a sellout crowd because of our just our listeners to be there. But we'll have to logistically work something out. Now, and, do you think yeah. that the supposed Appearance by Blind Scott will bolster attendance or negatively affect yeah. attendance? Well, we will actually lose seven people because of Blind Scott <laughs> being there, but as a net positive, we'll gain 10 people who want to see Kramer, the dog Kramer, <laughs> Blind Scott's dog Kramer, yeah. who will be there. So he'll be making an appearance. But anyways, August 24th, if you're curious, and it's going to be in Southern California in the Inland Empire. And if it's as hot as it is right now, Eddie, we could have a d- temperatures in the uh, high 90s for a, a night game here, the Great. way things are going. I very much hope that it's not that hot. Maybe they can put us in the cool zone like they did in Bakersfield. It's kind of the drip zone, I guess, <laughs> yes, in Bakersfield. It was hot, drippy water in the cool zone. That's what, that's what we had. It was wonderful. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So... Pretty much everybody's open for business now. The first day of 49er training camp. Yeah, about that. The Niners, who were neck and neck with the Cleveland Browns right up until the, well, the Browns didn't win a game, but the, the, the 49ers I mean, had like one win for most of the season. And then Jimmy Garoppolo took over. They won a bunch of games late, screwed up the draft for them. But there was a lot of bust, a lot of optimism. In fact, that has spilled over, and it's continued here. Many of the pundits, the so-called experts in the mainstream NFL media, are on the 49er Express. They believe that the Santa Clara 49ers are going to be one of the it teams in the NFC this year. And most of it, most of it, if not all of it, is centered around Jimmy Garoppolo, right? And on day one, the first meet and greet of 49er training camp, it was all about the off-field behavior of Jimmy Garoppolo is one thing that the NFL media cannot handle. It's the mix of quarterbacks and adult film actresses. They just can't handle this. So I don't know if you were paying attention or not during the day, but if you uh, were were checked out on this part of the story, 
there's, there's a couple things. You had Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo circling the wagons here. After Garoppolo's date with the porn actress last week, I think there's much acting in her movies, though. I think that's mostly just uh, more physical work than anything. Not a lot of lines to remember, etc. cetera. Uh, but Shanahan and Jimmy G, they, they both were asked about this, and Jimmy Garoppolo said, quote, it is a good learning experience. You just have to take it in stride. I mean, it, it is what it is. Oh, there you go. It is what it is. Uh, here's uh, here's Garoppolo. Just to prove that I'm not a, I'm not a liar and I'm not making all this up here, that uh, Garoppolo did address the life of a star player in the NFL now with the Niners. And uh, let's, let's listen in. We're going to eavesdrop on some of that audio from Jimmy Garoppolo, some of what he had to say here as the – Niners open for business. Now, they're not going to win the NFC West. That's going to be the Rams. But uh, here's Garoppolo. Let's listen. Life is different now. Um, my life uh, off the field, I've never really been big on, you know, uh, being very public with things, you know, even social media. I'm not out there a ton. But, uh, you know, my life's looked at differently. And I'm under a microscope. And it's like Kyle said, it is a good learning experience. Uh, just have to take it in stride. I mean, it is what it is. Did I not quote him word for word the last part of that? Come on. Give me – yeah, that's right. Absolutely. I get it out of boy. Uh, Yeah. No, listen. So that's the key part, right? The key part I gave you, good learning experience, take it in stride. It is what it is, which is one of my pet peeves here. Uh, So let's talk about this now. The question, real or not, that romantic night last week in Beverly Hills will haunt Jimmy Garoppolo the rest of his career. Is that real or not? Of course not. All right? People are ridiculous here. Now, my observations, you've got Parcells, the fishbowl, and the orphan. And we will mix all of this together. We'll fasten these things together. Now, we'll begin with the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo, from what I heard, and I didn't see the whole news conference. I saw the key parts of it. I didn't. He droned on. All these guys droned on. But Jimmy Garoppolo followed, essentially, a paint-by-numbers method. Very robotic in the way that he addressed this. Standard cliches that get regurgitated during news conferences. Technically, everything in life is a learning experience. This is one thing I picked up on years ago. Because when guys step in it athletically, they often say this is a learning experience. Whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo or Randy Moss or whoever from past generations. Uh, and so learning experience, right? We spend our entire lives learning, and then at some point we kick the bucket and we are no longer learning. Uh, that's kind of how this works. Now, I am sure that Kiara Mia has some all-pro skills that she was able to show the 49er quarterback. She's got a lot of game experience. She's a seasoned veteran, uh, and I think that certainly Garoppolo could have learned some things from Kiara, Mia. Uh, but then he mixed in, it is what it is. Otherwise known as word spam. Now, literally everything in life. This I, I used to do rants on this. It's going to why I'm stuck doing overnights. I've done rants on this for years. I, and back uh, 10, 15 years ago, this became a thing. Right? This became a thing where people kept repeating, it is what it is, it is what it is. It was everywhere. It's a nightmare is what it was. Uh, and so it is what it is. That is word spam. If you break down everything around you, everything around me is what it is. The microphone that I'm talking into, the powerful microphone, the headphones that I have turned way too high here in the studio, they are you know, they're both things here. The microphone is what it is. The, the headphones, it is what it is. Uh, whatever you're listening to, the radio or the the smartphone, the internet, the computer, whatever you're listening to, it is what it is. When you go to the bathroom, whether it's a number one or a number two, it is what it is, right? That's the way it is. Now, originally, I actually studied this. I was so annoyed. This is what a glutton for punishment I am. I was so annoyed by this phrase because everyone would say, you know, they didn't want to answer a question. It is what it is. Originally, Bill Parcells said, it is what it is, or you are what you are, that's what he said. He, he was really saying that you have to face unpleasant realities and deal with them. 
It is what it is. Ah! I'm triggered. I'm telling you. It's hitting my buttons. No, but Parcells was the original. And he was trying to say, you know, and, and Parcells was a, a master back you know, in a different generation in the NFL. But he, he always, you know, he would talk about the roster, the talent on the roster. And he'd have great lines, great zingers about that you are what you are. And, and he was, you know, you are what your record is. You know, that was a version of, eventually it became it is what it is. Uh, and I blame Parcells. I blame him for this. And he's, he's long gone from the NFL world, but still we have that phrase. Now, in addition, I, I am going to give Jimmy G the benefit of the doubt. How about that as a talk show? I'm pretty sure that he is not the village idiot. Although, although this was a village idiot-like move. Not, not, I have no problem with the activity, with the date, but it's the location, location, location. Right, you got the contract. Now you got to deal with the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good is obvious. You and I both know what the good is. The good is you got $137 million, not all of it guaranteed. The bad, life in the fishbowl. The ugly, if you go on a date with an adult film star, try not to do it in the belly of the beast for the paparazzi. And if you do go to the belly of the beast for the paparazzi, don't be surprised when it pops up everywhere on every two-bit uh, website that deals in the gossip world. Don't be a dope. All right? Don't be a dope. I'm relatively confident that there are NFL players and NBA players that are dabbling in the adult film world. But you know what they're not doing? They're not parading down the catwalk uh, so everyone can get a photo. They're not Jeez, doing so. Show your boobies. They're not doing it. Well, calm down, Eddie. We'll get there. All right? I mean, my goodness. Now, now TMZ and the other tabloids, we know how this works. They make their living all over Hollywood, Beverly Hills, you name it. But I'll let you in on a dirty little secret here, okay? Oftentimes, uh, we know that Kardashians are famous for this and some of the other power celebrity people in Hollywood that, that deal in the, the paparazzi world. They'll call or they'll have one of their posse, one of the Kardashian posse, We'll call and say, hey, uh, hey, Harvey or whoever they have over at TMZ, I will be at so-and-so, uh, and uh, I'll be here, and I'll be leaving about this time. I'd like, I'd like some photos. You know, if, you wanna, if you're interested, you can take my photo. The, the Kardashians do this all the time. Wherever the Kardashians go, they will have someone uh, – the, the legend is they'll have someone call out and, and make sure the paparazzi's there. It certainly looked like this, uh, this woman had called Harvey Levin or someone that works with Harvey – she did appear to be looking at the cameras. <laughs> she knew good. She knew where the cameras were. Not that they. The, the, the ironically, you don't even have to do it most of the time because they're just kind of hanging out. They're lurking, like snakes in the grass uh, around these establishments. And that's why I don't go out in Beverly Hills and Hollywood much because I'm I'm overwhelmed. I mean, they ask me my questions. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? You know, questions like that. Who do you Who do you like in the NBA? Oh man, the really really hard questions, really difficult questions. So I'm not going there. Right now, as far as uh, a number of talk show hosts who believe that Garoppolo has violated the code of ethics, now this I get a kick out of. Uh, this is not you know touchy feely when you're not supposed to play touchy feely like uh, another quarterback. Uh, these are both adults who <laughs> one's much older than the other, and it ain't Jimmy Garoppolo. And uh, and so hey, that's fine. Well, do what you got to do, man. I'm not gonna you know, if that's what you're into. Good luck, man. A lot of guys are very jealous of Jimmy G that he was able to uh, to have that activity. So, but I just don't act like you're blindsided by the coverage, right? Don't act like you're blindsided by that. I mean, what what are we doing here? Your your fishbowl life, uh, and no one cared about you when you played with the Patriots because nobody knew who the hell you were. Okay, so let's st- stop with oh, I, I've always lived my life this way. No one nobody paid attention to you. You didn't have a hundred and thirty million dollar contract. Uh, so again, just don't act like you were blindsided by this. Now, the last observation. As long as the Niners are good, and that's a big if, right? You know, people are assuming that is the case, that the Niners are going to win a bunch of games because of what Garoppolo did in a very, very short amount of time. Uh, you know, This is not going to go away. It's not going to completely disappear. Because of the interweb, the story is not going to vanish. But it will move to the bottom of search engines, and it will, it will be harder to find. As the old line goes, if Jimmy G wins big, 
then my friends in the sports media will romanticize Jimmy G as a modern-day Casanova, a ladies' man who gets it done on and off the field. Now, if he stinks, if he's bad at the time, you can't be bad, then Jimmy G will be tagged a loser. The narrative will be that Garoppolo was destined to fail because he was more worried about hanging out and chasing you-know-what than playing football. All right, that's going to be the story. And, and so, you know, they say, oh, there's a harbinger of things to come and all that. And the, the old quote from John F. Kennedy that victory has a thousand fathers. Everyone's going to want to take credit. Uh, of course, if you lose, then you're an orphan. No one wants to deal with you. You're, oh, you're terrible. Get out of here. Uh, but it's a very small sample size. The real acid test is going to be the second half of this season. Right, the second time around the NFC West, and you, you played another eight games, then you play the back eight, NFL defenses start to get a read on your weaknesses, and then it's a game of adjustments. And, and we'll see whether you can adjust once they figure out how to at least take away some of your strengths, and that will determine whether or not this guy's going to be the real deal. You know how that works. All right, it is the, the Ben Mather Show on Fox. We say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Judas Garcia, right uh, over there. Hey. Now, Ben, we've been talking about the uh, the big yes. uh, minor league baseball yes, game. Yes, August twenty fourth, we will be making an appearance there. It's a small social gathering for select members of the Mallard Militia. Yeah. Everyone's invited, but I, th- I, I and I don't remember what happened in Bakersfield. We had a bunch of people say, "I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up." I had all these v- uh, people that were v- trying to get tickets and all that, and said, "I'm going to buy tickets. I'm don't worry, I'm going to do it." And then most of them didn't show up. We had, we had a good crowd, but a lot of people said they were going to go, and they didn't end up going. Well, that's that's not uncommon, yeah. unfortunately. So. But uh, a lot of people are excited about this, uh, except I, I see there is one person, apparently, who's not excited about this. Who's that? Uh, that would be David Gascon. Really? Yes. What's that, what's that weasel up to? Well, now if you recall, he was, I guess, was he instrumental? Is that putting it too... Too boldly, he helped us uh, to get the, the yeah, situation well, he, in Bakersfield because he, he, he was he, working for the team. Yeah, yeah, he was and working. Apparently, he holds a, a grudge against us, saying that uh, the the he lost his job because uh, yeah. because of us going to that game. No, no, he lost his job because no one that lived in Bakersfield went to the games. Not because of us. If the people of Bakersfield had gone to, and I don't blame the people of Bakersfield. That stadium is a toilet bowl, okay? That is a dump. They couldn't even have it face the right direction, that stadium. <laughs> they then decided to tear down the stands down the third base line and put picnic tables up. Who does that? That's not our – I didn't tell them to do that. Apparently, uh, apparently, yeah. Gascon is a belie- big believer in the curse of the Bendino. Gascon. I, I feel like – I'm Gas- guessing he's not showing up then at uh... – well, no. He's, why didn't he move with the team? That didn't they, the team move to North Carolina? Why didn't they bring him with him to North Carolina? What's oh, up with I didn't that? know that. I thought they just uh, kind of dissolved and the players were no, uh, they absorbed tra- by the rest of the league. They transferred the – well, the, the players moved around because it was a Mariners A-ball affiliate, but the team moved to, like, North Carolina or something like that, somewhere in the Carolinas. They popped up in the Carolina. They moved from the Cal League to the Carolina League. I did not know that. Uh, Derek in Denver says, shame on Roberto for breaking Eddie's pirate streak. That's right. Roberto picked the Buccos. Thanks a lot, Roberto. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Eddie. Derek says, Coop, get the Vaseline. Uh, oh. There you go. Yeah. Newbie Roberto <laughs> needs to face the music. One spoonful. Does Roberto even know about that? I don't no. Think Roberto's There's aware so many of things he's learning yes. about the show. But, uh, what a rich history we have here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very rich. The person sitting right behind you, Roberto, will literally do anything for a certain amount of money. Now, this has always been my belief. I read a book years ago called The Magic Christian, which is not a religious book, but it's about a guy that had a lot of money that was really bored and decided to see you know, everyone had a price. That was the theme of the book, right? And so he'd go around, he had a lot of money, and he's like, I'm going to get people to do things that they normally wouldn't do uh, just because I know there's a price on everything. And Koopa Loop, we, we got him, remember the hot dog that was laying around for like hours? You got him to eat that. Of course. But the sickest thing he did, he ate a spoonful of Vaseline. Spoonful of Vaseline. Keeps the, no helps way. the medicine go down. And it was a big spoonful. Yeah. 
I got like 40 bucks and, and two days worth of pizza for, for everybody. You're oh, welcome. Wow. Yeah. No, that's true. He did he did get a lot of a lot of good stuff came out of that. So if you want to make a bet with with Coop, he'll do it. He'll pretty much do anything. A lot of bad stuff also came out of that, but you know. <laughs> Literally. It was like one day it passed through you, big deal. And again, the, the, remember the, the the reason that came up, right? Didn't we uh, we saw the guy that the created, guy that invented Vaseline died, right? Yeah, he had died, and he claimed the reason he lived so long is because every day he had a spoonful of Vaseline, and that was one of the keys to a long life. And so we were like, "Why wow, you can?" Eat, we were like shocked that you could eat Vaseline. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, who would who would want to do that? And it was so, it was tough. It was difficult. Well, it was more about getting it. Into the system that was yeah. the problem. I mean, once it's in there, it's you know, you know right? Yeah, yeah, it was actually getting it down. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Uh, Manic Mike says the only reason I will not be attending the first pitch party for the minor league game is time, money, and distance. Uh, other than, other that, than that, yeah, yeah, he's right good there. to go. Yeah, I, yeah, he'll absolutely <laughs> be there. Yeah, I mean, you can get rid of those three things. <laughs> that's, that's all you need. Uh, will says Jimmy G is ratcheting up expectations. As soon as he tanks, then he becomes a perv. All right? That's from Philosophy of Will with the the deep thoughts. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, here we go as everyone runs out to get their copper air conditioning fan, and we bring in the master of ceremonies, the Coupe de Loop. Now, Ben, it is being reported that Jordan Brand is letting Kawhi Leonard walk away after he turned down a $22 million contract extension. Now, it has long been rumored that Kawhi wanted to get out of the small market San Antonio to better capitalize on endorsements. Ben, do you think he made the right choice turning that extension down? No, no, absolutely not. You know, typically you would say, yes, bet on yourself, right? In this case, this was someone getting bad advice, uh, giving bad advice, I should say, to Kawhi Leonard. I'll tell you why. A, the shoe game is all about salesmanship, right? you got to be able to sell a product, and a big part of selling stuff is personality, and Kawhi Leonard right now is very unlikable to many basketball fans. It is going to be tough for him to sell shoes, whether he ends up with the Lakers or the, the Golden State Warriors, wherever he ends up. Right? He is now seen as a quitter. He didn't want to play in San Antonio. He did this whole cloak and dagger thing to hide from Greg Popovich. And so who would want to walk in his shoes, the shoes of a quitter? Who would want to do that and be... If you look at the shoe game, and I'm not obsessed with shoes, but but market size is greatly overrated. That is mostly old school thinking. Russell Westbrook plays in Oklahoma and does very well in this uh, in this segment of uh, sports marketing and all that. Kevin Durant is part of an ensemble cast with the Golden State Warriors. He's not the lead guy. That's Steph Curry, but he's still cashing in. It's, it's all about marketability. It's not about location as much anymore. Location matters somewhat, but not as much as it did. And so Kawhi is seen as a bad actor. So now he, this is a mistake. Next. Now, Ron Rivera said on Tuesday that he envisions Christian McCaffrey having 200-plus carries this year. And last year he was very effective in his role, but far from a workhorse back with less rushing attempts than his quarterback, Cam Newton. Do you think increasing McCaffrey's workload is a good idea, Ben? Uh, yes, I mean he's a football player. He's paid to contribute to the football team. You know, do your job, as the old line goes. Uh, I am skeptical. Now the number was raised. You mentioned two hundred plus carries. I saw Rivera on Wednesday said that they want to get him more touches because if you just say two hundred carries, that's not actually all that much. Because if McCaffrey plays all sixteen games, you're looking at. 200 carries, 16 games, that's like 12 and a half carries per game. That is not a grueling workload for a running back in the, the NFL. Um, maybe in the modern NFL it is, but it doesn't sound exhausting. I think he'll be okay uh, unless his body just crumbles from 12 and a half carries per game. I think the, the better question here is that if you're going to mix in 13 throws his way, where he's targeted 13 times in the passing game, then he gets 25 times a game, or or 30 times. 
I will tell you, though, the thing I've learned over the years from observing training camp is you don't pay much attention to holdouts because they don't last, and you take what coaches say in July and August with a grain of salt because the best laid plans of mice and NFL coaches always go awry as soon as the season starts. You get into the meat and potatoes of the NFL. The injuries start piling up. Guys don't perform the way they're supposed to. And all those bold declarations you made in July and August go out the window, and you have to adjust on the fly. All right, next. Now, apparently, Ben, Max Scherzer is a cutthroat Connect Four player. Yeah. What's your uh, what's your board game of choice? What what do you a master at? Well, I am, as you know, uh, back. This is right in my wheelhouse. Now, I I'm I'm of the age where growing up in the dark ages before the interweb was a thing, and we only had local television. We had you know cable came along, but it wasn't that good when cable started. So we we played a lot of games, and uh, my my mom was a big. Gamer, but it was board games. Yeah, she loved the board games. Uh, I was a master of Connect Four strategy. The strategy now that is technically a board game. A lot of people think Connect Four is not a board game. It is sold is true. in the section of the toy store that where you have, like, there's toy stores that exist. The section of the big box store where they have the toys. I was great at Connect Four. I liked the art of the deal and Monopoly. I loved hoarding property and collecting money when people landed on my uh, on my place. Uh, and then as I got you know a little older, we had Trivial Pursuit. There were great debates with my brothers. And, and the one though I remember where we would literally me and my brothers growing up, we would we would put our fist down was Battleship. You sank my Battleship. All right, there it is. I was also good at. Othello, which I think is now oh, called Rever- yes. Reversi. Is it called Reversi now? Is it still called I Othello? Didn't, I didn't know they changed the name. Othello I don't, was I don't awesome. Know, maybe it's, uh, yeah, Othello's cool. You, I, I play on my phone now, but I think it's rigged. I think it's rigged on the phone. All right, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you passed this edition. That is a winner. You're right. Reversi? What is that? I know. It's a joke, right? It's Othello. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Let's do it right now. Here we go right now. Yeah. It's now time for... Time for... Well, hurry, hurry. I can hardly wait. Ask Ben. Twitter! Send us your questions on Twitter now. Your questions are answers. Think of this as a four-man focus group. We all will give our thoughts. It's a radio think tank is what it is. And we now go to the master of ceremonies, the reader of questions submitted by men, women, and children all over the United States, Canada, Mexico, Europe, New Zealand, uh, all over, wherever we are located. My favorite New Zealand story, though, the the people in New Zealand are demanding, some politician in New Zealand is demanding that Australia change their flag because they stole their flag from New Zealand. Uh-oh. Great story. Look it up. It's hilarious. All right. They did actually. Australia did steal the flag. It's amazing. From New Zealand. All right, Koopaloop, what do we have today? All right, Ben, we're going to start yeah. off with a question for you. All Th- right. This is from Ariel on Facebook. Hello, Ariel. Loved you in the movie. Ben, uh, yeah. Ben, when uh, was the last time you were scared for your life? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, the last time I was scared for my life, uh, I was driving from Buffalo to Syracuse on the, uh, the, the the highway there in New York, and there was a massive, I guess, lake effect storm. It was during the summer, so I don't know. I don't live there, but it was, it was the worst rain I'd ever been in. I literally had to stop my car on the New York, like the highway there in New York, and I was convinced I was going to be run over by an 18-wheeler, and I was going to die on the highway uh, between Buffalo and Syracuse. So that... That's the last time that pops in my head. I've, I've been on some planes that, you know, you, you say, well, we might, you know, we have an emergency landing, get a little scared there, turbulence in the air. But the last time I recall was that. All right, next. Oh, got to turn my mic on. Yes. All right, Ben. Uh, this key is part, a key part of radio. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, this is a question from Greg on Facebook. Hi, Greg. It's, it's a perfect question for you. Back to back and belly to belly. Yes. Ben, I am almost bald. What can I do to get my luscious locks back like when I was 26? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. How dare you? Well, here's what I recommend. Uh, invest heavily in baseball caps. That's what I recommend. Uh, 
And I learned that from my man, Danny G, who used to work on the show. Uh, you just keep wearing baseball caps. That's all you do. And then no one ever knows, you know? You just keep wearing the baseball caps. Like, if I ever end up doing a TV show, you know, who knows? Maybe down the line I'll do TV sometime. I'm going to wear a hat. That'll be my move. I'll just wear the hat on the show. Yeah. All right. Very funny, Coop. And I, I will remember this, Coop. <laughs> When Coop ages, of course, you've had the same, you've had that hair thing you've got going on for years. But at some point, Coop, maybe, you know, I don't know your genetics, but maybe the hair will go away and then I will remind you of that. We'll see. We'll all see. Right. You're young still. All right, Ben. I uh, had all my hair when I was your age, too. So. This is a question for everyone. This is from Roger on Facebook. It's an interesting one. Yeah. Would you rather never lose anything ever again or find everything you've ever lost all in one place? Well, I don't lose stuff. Now, my wife, she loses stuff all the time. For her, she would pick the other one. I, I would rather not lose anything because I'm convinced as I get older, I am going to lose a bunch of stuff. So I would rather never lose anything again. I don't. I haven't lost much stuff. I don't think I've lost maybe like five things in my life I've lost. Was that a group question? Yes. All right, Eddie. Well, I will say that losing things drives me crazy. I lost my house key. Ooh. somewhere in my house yesterday and it i was looking everywhere for it i'm going through the oh, couch cushions it's really pissing me off you gotta, but you gotta put it in the same spot eddie every day you gotta have a key spot that's what i do key spot. no i usually do that yeah. I, I took the key off the key ring because i was going for a jog and i was just gonna have the, the house key in my pocket i didn't want to have the whole key you know chain thing yeah, yeah, yeah. and i don't know what happened to it anyway to answer the question though i i, I think feel like i've gotten by without all the stuff i've already lost so i would pick to never lose. Oh, hey. Piggybacking off my work. What about you, Roberto? Same thing. Never lose anything. Because when I'm losing something, I get very, very annoyed and very, very ticked off as well. So, like in, the, so in the future, you'd rather have it. Okay, I got yeah. you. And the Koopa Loop? Yeah, Ben, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go with the the same as as you guys. Well, you got it because unless you lost like a million bucks when you were 19 or something like that, right? Right. I mean, I I, I saw this question ahead of time and I was trying to think like, what, what if I what if I lost that I would want to get back? And I couldn't think of anything specific that I lost. So yeah, well, you forget about it. You you know you only remember certain things. You can't you can fill your brain up with other stuff. All right, ask Ben. We'll pause for the cause here. We'll have many more of your questions. Also, we'll tell you, a, I don't know which bed you should sleep in, but I'll tell you which bed. We'll get to that as well. It's Ask Ben for the rest of the hour, as my friend Larry King said back in the day. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, let's get back to it. Here we go. It is Ask Ben. Your questions, our answers, and the Koopa Loop. Justin Cooper. All right, Ben, this is a question for everyone. This is from Ernie on Twitter. Hello, Ernie. Uh, hypothetical situation. You're a single sports star, and you could date any woman. Would you go with a sure-thing porn star or a high-maintenance supermodel? Uh, now, is this in the public domain, or is this only uh, you know our little secret here? Well, I imagine that? if you're a sports star, it's probably going to be in the public domain. Well, of course. You know, I'd be worried about my sponsors, so I'd go with a uh, diva, a uh, high-maintenance diva. That's what I would go. But if it was, you know, it was one of those things, I, I would be like Jimmy Garoppolo, but I would not take the person to a restaurant, uh, a Mediterranean restaurant in Beverly Hills. What about you, Eddie? Yeah, I have to agree. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's uh, sound logic. you got to protect your wallet, and you can always find your fun somewhere else. All right. What about you, Roberto? I'll go with the porn star. Yeah, Roberto. <laughs> I never, I never, cared. I've never cared about what people thought or said about me. Good. So I'm going with the porn star. Good job by you, Roberto. Doesn't matter. We'll all be gone 100 years from now anyway. What about you exactly. there? What about you, Koopa Loop? Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> That's his default answer for any question involving the other gender. That's his default answer. Fantastic. All right, next. All right, uh, this is from the Ben Maller fan for everyone. Hi, Ben Maller fan. Uh, when you guys trim your fingernails, do you use nail clippers or do you just bite them off? Oh, I bite them off. What do you? Come on, I'm a man. Bite my. I don't need a. Tri what do you? Th you think I'm a diva? <laughs> Eddie? I don't know that that's very manly, but yeah, it's one of my bad habits. I bite my fingernails. Good habit. Yeah. Uh, Roberto. Bite them off. Yeah, that's right, on. baby. Bite, bite, bite. Cool. Uh, I, I do both, really. Ah. I bite them off, and if, if it's if it's gotten like too 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 long and I can't bite it off anymore, then I'll, I'll go with the nail clipper. That's like Hollywood stuff, though, if you use a nail clipper, you know? It's a little Hollywood still in you. All right, we'll get that out of you. Next, keep it going here. It's Ask Ben. Your questions are answers. Get as many as we can. All right, uh, here's a question for Roberto, actually. This is from- Ooh, Roberto. Yes, this is from Dante on Twitter. He wants to know, where did you work before coming to Ben Maller's show? 
Before Ben Maller, I worked at 6.90 a.m., and before that, it was 8.30 a.m. Yeah, and I want you to know, Roberto, I got my start at 690, but right. when you worked there, they spoke a little different than yeah, when I Spanish. worked there. Yeah, you worked at the Spanish version, and I worked at when it was, uh, well, it's the same transmitter, but it was in San Diego. So, yeah, the the transmitter is actually in uh, Rosarito. Yeah, in Baja, California. Yeah. Iquise, Baja, California. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is that it? There it is. All right, there it is. Ask Ben, and thank you again. Good job. Uh, keep those questions coming for next week's edition of Ask Ben. You can learn about us. Just think, we both started at the same radio station, which much different stories <laughs> to tell about our time at 690. Much, much different stories for sure. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zen Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.